a Bucking Spurs podcast is brought to you by Eavesdrop Studios Podcast Network. You can find a podcast there for you if it's sports, movies, gaming, whatever you're into at eavesdropstudios.com where eavesdropping is okay as long as you tell everybody what you heard. On today's episode of a Bucking Spurs podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the additions uh, that we've made lately, talking about Quincy Pondexter. We signed our boy, Chimezi Mitu, scrawny big man, but he's going to be huge for us in the future. He's going to be a longtime Spur, get it right. We're going to go over some of the roster spots what it looks like, what I think the starting lineup should be, maybe what it will eventually be. And we're going to get into some of the weaker weaker areas that maybe we need to concentrate on um, filling. But I don't know. Our boy Quincy Pondexter, if he's ready to go, check out his highlights. I tweeted a video on his highlights on at uh, Bucking Spurs on Twitter. Go check it out. We're going to talk about is this the swaggiest Spurs team ever? The Spurs? We got some swag? I don't know. Maybe. We're going to talk about how we're now transitioning to a new era. And what the state of the Spurs is. And I think you already know where I'm going to go with that one. We're going to look at our schedule. Some of the hot spots versus the Western Conference foes that we're going to have this year. Talking about the Lakers, Golden State. Houston, OKC, and I'll throw a little bit of Toronto dates in there. You know, you know why. You, you know why. And we're gonna give a little bit of shout outs to some of the San Antonio Spurs fan community. <laughs> yes, sir. But first, Sirenova dropped the beat. talk a little bit about Hakub Podol. Am I saying that right? You would think after being a Spurs fan, for a Spurs fanatic, let me correct myself, for so many years, I would be able to pronounce all these crazy ass names. Rashan Asterovich, Marco Bellinelli, Emmanuel Ginobili. Ginobili? Do y'all remember that old NBA live game where the guy was like, Ginobili? Ginobili, dog. Ginobili. Well, you know, we always have crazy-ass names in there. Anyways, Jakub, Jakub Podol from Toronto. The guy that's not really being discussed a lot when we're 
talking about the whole Kawhi trade for DeMar DeRozan, and we lost Kawhi and Danny Green. We didn't just get DeMar DeRozan back. We got Jakob Podol. Jakob. Jakob. I wonder what his uh, catchphrase is going to be going forward. Jakob Podol for the smash. He's a big man, a versatile, young, athletic, super athletic big man. This boy's got, he's bouncing on a trampoline. I'm telling you, this guy gets up. He can defend. He's not going to fill the stat sheets. He's not going to be a 20 and 10 guy. He's going to be maybe like an 8, 7, 12 and 10, something like that. Points and rebounds type of player. But he does give our, our big men, the big men depth that we have. He gives us some versatility some versatility i mean we can go small and plug him at the five and the boy can run he can rebound he can block shots he can catch alley-oops he can get up and smash it down over one two guys um you know that if hopefully some of these guys learn how to pick and roll from manu and if they can catch him rolling down the middle rolling pick and rolling a little bit loose off for the lob boy's gonna be scary i'm telling you right now he's gonna be probably the guy that's gonna be making huge impacts from game to game and we're just gonna have a lot of fun watching this guy i mean he looks like a super athletic tiago splitter i don't know he's he's i'm really excited for this guy i'm really excited for him we haven't had a big man like him Probably since David Robinson, someone who's that athletic. Usually we have these skilled bigs, and he seems to be a skilled big man, but he also seems to be able to just get up and put it down. So I'm really looking forward to him. Okay, let's keep going. Some additions that we just made in the... In this past week, the past few days, we've signed Quincy Pondexter. Quincy Pondexter spent most of his career playing with New Orleans, a little bit with Memphis. I think last year he suited up for the Bulls for a little while, but he was out for two years from 2015 to 2017 due to an illness. And um, I think he had a, a, a knee issue also, but it was really the illness that he had that kind of kept him off the court. And so in the past two years, he's been nowhere. And I, the, the name sounds familiar. Quincy Pondexter. Pondexter. Look at his highlights. Look at his highlights. This guy can shoot. He can jam. He can pass. He can run. If this guy is 100%, which in all reports that have come out lately, he is 100%. He's going to be huge for us especially in that small forward spot that we're actually weak at i mean really right now we have uh bertans gay cunningham um and with me i'm always skeptical skeptical skept i'm always skeptic man i can't find the words right now but i'm always skeptic when we get new players in just because it always takes him a few years to kind of get with the Spurs system. Pop's not going to play you unless you can defend the way he wants you to defend. And, um, you know, Cunningham, we'll see how he adjusts. And Pondexter might be able to give us some versatility there. Um, you know, he can defend as well. He's got those hands. He's got those hands that just find the ball. So it's going to be interesting. 
Also, we signed our second round draft pick, Chimezi. 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 Me too. Chimezi, me too. The boy is super athletic, but he's in a small package. He is kind of that prototypical modern NBA big man where he's 6'9", 6'10". He's small, but he's strong. He's athletic. He can. He has some offensive game to him. He can shoot the ball mid-range. He can pick and pop. He can pick and roll. He can jam. He led UCLA. I'm sorry, USC uh, in blocks this past year. I think he's third all time in USA uh, basketball history. I mean, USC basketball history, which is fantastic. Because if there's anything that translates from college to when they get into the pros. It's the ability to block shots, rebound, steals, that type of effort. Effort always translates over well. It's the skill, the shooting, the offensive game, you know, all that type of stuff is what takes time, sometimes years. But players that can come in and just defend usually do pretty well. And Chemezi's got that in him. So let's look at some of the roster spots. At the point guard, we have Murray, Mills, and Derek White. Derek White, to me, he's a point guard. He plays better with the ball. He can shoot. He, he's, he's I hate to say it, but he's like a little Steph Curry, at least in the summer league against summer league competition. He looked like Steph Curry. He was coming off picks, just draining it from, from deep. He was coming off tight off screens and getting to the rack or dumping it off to the big man. Um, he is getting a lot better. He's my, he's my player to watch uh, going into next season, Derek White boy is ready he may be young sophomore season but the boy is ready that's our point guard we're good at the point guard spot we don't need to make any adjustments there mills is going to come off the bench murray's going to start and white is going to fill both roles however he can whatever he earns now at the two guard spot we have demar Derozan. obviously he's going to be our leading scorer i think i think him and aldridge aldridge is going to be able to kind of you know, give someone else the, the ball. Because, I mean, last season we fed it to LaMarcus every single time, either on the left block where he likes it or on the high post, ready to get ready and shoot that uh, that jumper. So we know DeRozan is going to help him out on the scoring load. Then right behind DeMar DeRozan, we have Marco Bellanelli. We love this kid. He's a champ. He knows our system. He's going to be ready to just jump in and take off running. There's no waiting time for him. Behind Bellinelli is where I see Forbes. Forbes is going to get those minutes. Um, Forbes is a combo type player. Him and White are both kind of combo guards. But where White plays better with the ball in his hands, Forbes is like a young J.J. Redick. He's a small package guy who knows how to score the ball and get his shot off. He's going to sprint to spots, be ready to catch and shoot. He's going to sprint down the floor catch one dribble pull up two dribbles pull up uh come off those screens and just be ready to to fire and forbes has been working hard all summer if you follow him on instagram he's been putting in work and then we have our boy lonnie walker the fourth our first round draft pick um i can see lonnie scooting down to the three when we want to go small I can see that because he does have athleticism. He has a little bit more height to him um, than some of these other guards here. 
but he's he's the last on the totem pole and just because we drafted him in the first round doesn't mean that he's gonna get all these minutes you know i expect him to go up and down from the d league because that's what we do and our d league is really good and every time we send somebody down to the d league they always come back better so shout out to the austin spurs for doing their thing and always always having our back when it comes to developing these young guys they're going to go in there and they're going to work. They're going to get more playing opportunity. They're going to have chances to develop in in uh, real game scenarios. And they go up and down. You know, Lonnie Walker might spend a week or two in the D-League and then come back up and spend a week or two with the Spurs. You know, so that's going to be his uh, rookie year journey. And it's going to pay off dividends. Spurs fans, be patient with Lonnie Walker. If you saw him in the Summer League, he didn't have a good Summer League because, like I said earlier, the offensive um, transition from college to the NBA is it's difficult, you know, for for most players. They can't just come in and start dropping 20, dropping 30 their first game, especially with the Spurs. And he's he's a suspect on defense. He's not that great um, as a defender. But you know what? That's OK. I'm not trying to show uh, throw shade at Lonnie Walker. He's going to be a good defender. He's got the, all the right tools on his uh on his utility belt he's just gotta get experience learn 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 he's gonna be huge for us in the future now we get to the small forward spot and this is where we lost Kawhi. this is where we have a big hole to fill and that's where we have rudy gay a lot of people have rudy gay starting and i just do not think that's gonna be our best lineup but i'll get to it in a little bit we have rudy gay davis bertans dante cunningham and quincy pondexter Quincy Pondexter is obviously going to get the least amount of minutes. He hasn't played in a few years. Dante Cunningham is one of those players who I feel like just isn't afraid to guard the other team's best player. And I feel that might get him more minutes than anyone else who's not Rudy Gay. Because whenever we want to put someone on Kevin Durant just to get in his grill or put someone on LeBron James because he's on the Lakers now in the West, you never know or Carmelo with Houston, or Paul George. You know, Cunningham is going to be that guy. Pondexter provides a little bit of defense, a little bit of offense, but he's a big question mark. But the upside with Quincy is huge. The upside with the defense on Cunningham is huge. And then we know what we got in Davis Bertans, a guy who likes to run to the three-point line, get his shot off. He can um, get offensive rebounds. He provides energy off the bench. And then we have Rudy Gay. And we know what Rudy can do. And he's just getting healthier and healthier and healthier as time goes on. His um, summer workouts that have been online have looked impressive. He looks like he's ready to go. And that's fantastic. All right, now down to the power forward spot. LaMarcus Aldridge and our new rookie, Chemezi Mitu. I mean, that's it. That's it there at the power forward spot. But that's okay because we don't need a lot of centers and power forwards because the NBA has changed. Even though the Spurs like to go big, we saw a lot of Aldridge and Gasol um, on the floor together against the Warriors in the playoffs. Um, that's That was pretty much the starting lineup last year. Um, I feel like we have the pieces now to transition to a small ball lineup. We didn't go out and, and get Bellinelli for no reason. All right, Bellinelli is going to play. And there's, there's going to be a lot of times where we only have one big man on the court. And most of the time, that's going to be LaMarcus Aldridge. So you put shooters around him. So we have Aldridge. Chemezi Mitu is going to be able to be young, athletic, run the floor, pick and roll, defend the rim. And he's just got to be able to um, 
understand the Spurs' defensive rotations if he wants to see the floor. Um, at the center spot, we have Gasol and Jakob. Jakob Podol. Jakob Podol. I love that name. I can't wait to be saying it all season long. Um, but this guy is going to be giving us a lot of energy. Many Spurs fans think that Jakob is going to end up taking Gasol's spot when it's all said and done. And that could happen. That can happen. But you know what? Gasol, he's still... He still gives us so much. A lot of fans just see what he does on the court. And man, he hurts us or he's old and he can't do this or that. And, and he, he can shoot the three decent. Um, but he's really lost a lot of his game. And he's getting older. But having him on the team, having him there is priceless. You can't put a... Yes, we're paying him a lot. He probably has like the third biggest contract on this squad behind DeRozan and, and Aldridge. But he might transition his way to the bench. But I'm happy with him here. I want Paul Gasol, Paul Gasol here. I would like to see Jakob take some of his minutes. And if he ends up starting at the end of the day over Powell when it comes playoff time, that's fantastic. We're bringing Powell Gasol off the bench. Are you kidding me? That's 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 what we want. All right. So if we look at our starting lineup, we have Murray, DeRozan, Gay, Aldridge and Gasol. Now, what I would love to see is Rudy Gay come off the bench. Gasol not in the starting lineup. Slide Aldridge down to the five. That opens two spots. Last year, we had. LaMarcus Aldridge getting double team, double team, double team, kicking out. No one could really create their own shot besides Patty Mills. And that hurt us. But this year is going to be so different. We're going to have Murray and DeRozan locked in at one and two. Then we have room to play. This is where the experimenting with the lineups is going to be so much fun to watch this year. Because I don't doubt that we'll slide Aldridge down to the five. And maybe we'll put Bellinelli at the three. Maybe um, Rudy Gay at the four or Bertans at the four and really open up the floor for LaMarcus. Because if LaMarcus can kick out to DeRozan or have Bellinelli out there to kick out to or Bertans, if Bertans can just put on some bulk and get some of that man meat on him, it's his third year, fourth year. Um, man, that's really going to complement LaMarcus Aldridge very well. If LaMarcus can buy into guarding the five position, which he's been very vocal, he doesn't want to play the five. But a lot of not wanting to play the five is not wanting to bang and bang with the big guys. Well, guess what? There's not a lot of big guys left in the NBA. So he should be able to slide down to the five. And then just put a bunch of shooting around him. Murray, DeRozan, Aldridge, shooters. That's 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 got to be the starting lineup. And if you can have Mills, White, Forbes... Um, you know, Gay and Podol or Gasol as a second unit. Ooh, boy, now that is fun. That sounds interesting. Is this the swaggiest Spurs team ever? It sure as hell might be. DeJounte Murray and his girl. Oh, she's beautiful. DeJounte, freaking good on you. Big ups to that kid because he's got a beautiful woman. They have a YouTube channel now. And if you look at the Instagram, they're sweat. They're they're just swag personified. Um, Dejounte Murray's got a sick haircut going on. He's got his 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 bling on his ears and and the chain, and he's just he's just looking fly. 
and so and so is uh, Lonnie Walker. Lonnie Walker is looking good. I'm telling you, this might be some of the swaggiest, you know, Spurs teams that we've had in a long time, which is fun. We got youth now. The big three are gone. Tony Parker's gone. Timmy's gone. Ginobili's gone. Even though I don't know if y'all saw that pick on Twitter, Duncan and Ginobili are still balling up in the Spurs gym, which is so heartwarming to see these guys still playing with our our team coming this year that just goes to show you that the spurs are a real family just because duncan retired doesn't mean he doesn't want to play and be around and have an impact on the future same thing for ginobili ginobili's going to figure it out and figure out what he wants to do but they're going to be around they're going to be in practice they're going to be talking and coaching and and helping our guys throughout the year I mean, I heard a lot about Tim Duncan being there last year and helping out LaMarcus Aldridge throughout the season. And LaMarcus had a fantastic year, an all-NBA year. So we've transitioned. The big three era is over. What's next? For years, we just wondered about, man, what's going to happen when they're gone? Well, this is the year. And I just went over the roster for you. And it doesn't look that bad. That just goes to show you how top-notch, first-class, leather seats, waitress, caviar that this Spurs team is. We didn't transition out of the big three into the lottery, into tanking games, into trying to get a number one overall pick like the Atlanta Hawks did, like the Dallas Mavericks did like the Phoenix Suns did once they transitioned away from Steve Nash, like the Lakers did with Kobe. They went to the lottery. They just like, they went the easy route. Like, okay, well, let's just, you know, suck. Let's just suck for a few years and get some good draft picks. I mean, that's worked out for a lot of people. Philadelphia, you know what I mean? So that's worked out. But the Spurs, look at us. We just transitioned. This is our transition year. And we have have two all-NBA players on our roster, DeRozan and Aldridge. We're still going to be one of the top five teams in the West. Man, that just, that's, that's, that's just, you know what? I always talk crap to other franchise fans of other franchises. Like if we're better, you know, Spurs fans, you know how it is. We walk around like we're better than the rest of the NBA. And that's just another fact that you can throw in whoever you're debating in their face. Be like, man, you know, when most teams transition away from whatever success they have going on, they end up sucking for a, for a few years, missing the playoffs, and hopefully they get back. Not us. Not us. The day has come. The painful moment that we didn't want to imagine for the past two, 20 years about losing Manu, losing Tony, losing Timmy is here, but yet here we are. And it's not so gloomy and hopeless as some of us might have feared. We're actually in a great position to be competitive for the next four to six years. If we can keep DeMar and LaMarcus Aldridge for the next four to six years and healthy, are we championship great? A Spurs fan will always say yes, and so will I. But time will tell, and that's to be determined. The only thing we know is that we have sunny days in front of us. Hot, sunny, San Antonio heat, beautiful days. The fruit should be bountiful. It's pretty cold over there in Toronto. 
let's look at some of the scheduling uh, hotspots against some of our big Western Conference foes this year. Let's start off with our season opener. By the way, got my old man. You can hear him on uh, my Kawhi Leonard trade episode, Papa Trejo. We got him tickets to go see Minnesota. Um, guys, if we come out whooping on Minnesota's tail, that's going to look really bad for Minnesota. That's going to look really bad. They're dysfunctional. They're dysfunctional. They, they, they got a lot of issues, a lot of, a lot of non-basketball issues. A lot of just bickering, a lot of different personalities that aren't mixing. So I'm not even counting Minnesota in. But it's our season opener, October 17th. And that will be fun. That will be fun to watch. Um, all right, so let's look at the Lakers. LeBron James, let's look at the Lakers. We're going to face the Lakers four times this season. We're going to be able to see play against LeBron James four times. I'm so excited. Usually we only get it once, twice, a home game and an away game. Well, we have two games in October and two games in December versus the Lakers. We go to L.A. October 22nd. That's going to be fun. Then we get them at home October 27th, five games later. Five days later, I'm sorry. So October is going to be a big month for L.A., and then we get them again twice in December. So the Lakers on our schedule is in the first half of the year, which is interesting because they're a brand new team and they really don't know what they look like or we don't really know what they're going to look like besides LeBron James, you know. But I don't think it's going to be a, a, the same old Cleveland LeBron. He's got a lot of youth. I've got a, a lot of skilled players around him, so it'll be fun. And a bunch of roughnecks, you know, like... Uh, Stevenson and Rondo. It's going to be interesting. All right, so then we go uh, December 5th back in LA and then December 7th back in the AT&T Center. So if you want to catch LeBron, it's in October and December. Let's look at the Golden State Warriors. Man, we've, we've, we've been bounced by the Warriors two years in a row. Two years ago in the conference finals, last year in the first round. Um, we get them three times this season. Two of them at home, one on the road. First, we face them at home, November 18th, on the road, February 6th, and back at home in March, March 18th. So that's going to be interesting. We're going to see them in the beginning of the season. We're going to see them towards the back end of the season in February and March. So it should be full steams ahead. We should be balling by then we should have a little bit more um flow and continuity to our lineup um because it's going to be an experiment like i said earlier in the in you know at least the first two or three months we're going to see who's going to come out and defend and play let's look at houston we get them three times as well fuck the houston rockets all the trash talk coming at manu has been from houston rocket fans man the hell with these guys they're like oh manu's not even good manu never made a first or second team all nba yeah shut your mouth he has more championships than than houston you know double houston all right so anyways we're gonna go ahead and face them november 10th december 22nd and march 22nd all right the first ones at home the back two are, are on the road now let's look at OKC. We got them three times as well. We got two home games and one road game against OKC. OKC is going to be scary. OKC is going to be really scary. If Paul George and Russell Westbrook are becoming best friends and they're going to get even better, holy shit, those two guys are good. So we have 
our first game against OKC isn't going to come till January. So they're going to be rolling. We should be rolling. That is going to be a good game. If you're going to go see any game, you're only going to pick one. I would go see the Thunder January 10th at the AT&T Center. Then we're going to go on the road two, two days later, go play them in OKC on the 12th, and then back uh, in the AT&T Center in March, March 2nd. Okay, now we have Toronto, the Toronto Raptors, where Kawhi and Danny Green is there. Hey, Danny Green, what's up, player? Kawhi, okay, let's just get into it, all right? So Toronto comes to San Antonio January 3rd. Will Kawhi be there? We'll see. I don't know, guys. I'm exhausted about this whole Kawhi thing, aren't y'all? I'm exhausted. Honestly, I have no bad feelings against him. It's not like he hated the Spurs fan base or, or hated, you know, Pop and all these guys. I mean, he hasn't made a, a comment about Ginobili retiring. I don't like that. I really wanted to see um, a statement from Kawhi being like, hey, shout out to my boy Manu. I've learned so much, this and that. You know, have a... Have a... An... Uh, a joyous time retiring and we're gonna miss you i really wanted to see a message coming from Kawhi about that but it is what it is we didn't get it we'll move on then we're gonna go to toronto in february february 22nd um most likely that's when we'll probably see Kawhi. i think so anyways those that's our those are our hot spots of the schedule going into the 2019 season shout out time Big shout-outs to the San Antonio Zoo. The San Antonio Zoo, y'all know it. Y'all see it on Twitter. They've been, they've had our backs throughout this whole process, offering Kawhi uh, a free pass to the zoo for a lifetime or whenever they, whenever some news happens, the San, the San Antonio Zoo is always there to chime in. Then we have some pretty epic murals getting done in san antonio very artistic we just got one uh on demar right after DeRozan. we got one on um lamarcus aldridge and then i just saw today that they're working on a dejounte murray one dejounte murray's gonna get his own mural now so that should be pretty 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 awesome i want to give a shout out to the artist and just give me a second as I pull this up. The artist is on Instagram at S-O-U-P-L-A-W-S, Soup Laws in San Antonio, Texas. Shout out to this guy. Shout out to Rudy Gay because Rudy Gay has really been a gel guy for us this offseason. He's, he's been playing with DeMar on his free time. He's been playing with some of the young guys in Murray, like in the Drew League. He's been able to kind of be the connecting piece between the Spurs and a lot of the new guys that are coming in. And big shout out to Rudy Gay for just, you know, being a Spurs, um, representing the Spurs in a classic way. All right. And then, um, see, Spurs Wave on Instagram is a badass Spurs fan site. And then uh, Spurs All Day on Facebook. If you're on Facebook a lot, go to Spurs All Day. If you're on Instagram all the time, we'll go to a Bucking Spurs podcast on Instagram. Yes. But also check out Spurs Wave. That guy's doing his thing. Um, Let's see. That's pretty much it for today's 
episode. Just want to say I love you guys. Follow us on Twitter at Bucking Spurs, Instagram, a Bucking Spurs podcast, YouTube, a Bucking Spurs podcast. Just keep it fresh, keep it cool. Retweet, share, rate me on iTunes, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, eavesdropstudios.com. You can find the whole blog there. So stay fresh, baby. Stay so fresh and so clean, clean. And as always, go Spurs. Yow. Yeah.